Black Wyoming knuckleheads. It is April 28th. This is another episode of Go BYO. Zach, what's going on, brother? Uh, I'm getting closer to graduation. Leaving yeah. this afternoon, go to Bozeman, finish up a couple things up there, and graduate Saturday. Awesome. Well, congrats, man. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, well, today's episode, nice and short, because we're kind of doing this a little early in the week, um, and we have a special special clip from the Provision Fund. Um, yeah. We had their kind of student interns or ambassadors in, so that's kind of the big story. Um, you know, we are going to cover some local stories um, and some state stuff, but pretty nice and light. We'll kind of keep it cheerful, and um, yeah. we're kind of excited for the summer. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I do want to give a shout out to one of our our partners, DYT Solutions. Um, they are full on a partner because they help us with any of our video stuff that we ever need. Um, you, you know, logo design, you know, um, uh, merchandise. Um, and then, you know, they are an advertiser. So um, they are a full partner. So if you ever need any digital marketing solutions for your company or brand, go to the website, uh, DYT Solutions, WY.com. Um, they can help you with anything you need. So give them a shout out first. Um, first and foremost, Zach, this is a new thing that we're going to try and keep doing. This is our uh, cowboy ethics. And today it is uh, nothing worth doing is ever easy. Yeah. And we got that. We're, we're stealing that from <laughs> Reese Osborne. Um, but let's get some uh, hot gazpacho in the background a little bit. And uh, so this is our cowboy ethics. And um, so nothing worth doing is ever easy. And I think what I took away from that, Zach, is, you know, if, you, if that's starting a business, if that's... Um, you know, me as a trainer, as a coach, right? If you're going to commit to something physical or something, you you know, uh, you know, like if you want to lose weight or whatever, you know, as an athlete, you have goals, you better commit to it. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the first thing I took of that. Um, what were your thoughts of, you know, what's your thoughts of, you know, nothing worth doing is ever easy. Yeah. Well, I think we're just looking at go BYO. You, you know, you and I started this, uh, we're getting closer and closer to a year. Um, and there's a point where we are like, okay, we gotta, we gotta decide where, where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we doing? So whether that means upgrading equipment, you know, renting out a studio space, an office space, um, you know, and just citing how's this, this company going to work and operate. Um, we both had to sit down and say, yeah, you know, we're, we're invested in this and we got to do it. Yep. Um, you know, juggling schedules like we have been, you know, we still have that, but we've got to be able to, to commit to this. So, you know, that's, that's evident in, in a lot of things that I've, I've been a part of, yep. you know, there's this, there's this idea and ideas are great, but they'll remain ideas unless you act on them, yep. unless you commit to those. Um, and you could have a great idea, <laughs> but if you're not, you know, fully committed to that, um, then it's not going to, it's not going to manifest into anything. Yep. Absolutely. And I think what you're going on to is, is ownership too, right? You and I both had to kind of be like, look, if, if we're going to do this, you know, then that's, you know, we're kind of getting into, into a partnership and we're both going to own that this is our, our thing. And, yep. um, and you know, you finish school, you know, that's, that's kind of another thing, you know, I think a cowboy ethic is finish what you're doing first, yep. you know, so you finish school and then now you're taking on a bigger role. And, um, so that kind of the same thing is, you know, I, have already committed to this, so I'm going to finish that. And then now I can be, you know, committed to the, uh, you know, to the next thing or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I, I think on top of that, you, we all have existing commitments mm-hmm. and you know, at some point you probably have to move on from those commitments, but you got to live up to what you've promised yep. to do. Got to finish it. Yep. Yeah. Be, be, you know, this is probably another one that we'll do is, you know, stay true to your word, you yeah. know, and, um, 
you and I both kind of take that to heart, you know, a little bit of that, you know, I said, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. Um, you know, and then my last thing for anyone out there that has an idea or, you know, young guys, young, young kids, young girls that are going to school or they, they want to start a business or they have this idea. Don't, don't be afraid to ask for help too. You know, like that's, um, you know, don't, don't have an ego of like, I can't ask for help. I've got to do it all by myself. You can ask for help, you know, and, and, Absolutely. and find those mentors, find those people that want to help you and support yeah. you. Um, yeah, you got to humble yourself. Yep. Um, and know that you don't have all the answers. Yep. Uh, we had, uh, police chief, uh, Colt, uh, yeah, yep. Coltiska and yep. captain Ringley in here. And that was one of the first things they told us, you know, they're, they're always collaborating with other departments across the yep. country, uh, to see, you know, what, what are they doing? How can we improve? How can we adopt that yep. so that we can be better. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. You have to humble yourself and you have to be willing to ask for help. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's our nothing worth doing is ever easy. So cowboy ethics, we'll kind of end out, get that hot gazpacho in there. Oh, look at that timing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fade those guys out. Okay. All right, Zach. Um, gosh, man, this is what a what a week. What a freaking crappy story this is, man. Yeah. So, um, thoughts and prayers out to Megan Gresham and the Gresham family, yeah. um, here in Sheridan. So Denny Gresham was traveling up to Billings. Not, we're not a hundred percent sure where, you know, which ways he was going. Um, he was going to spend the night. He has, he has like a, like a sprinter van. He's going to spend the night cause he had some early morning work calls and he was picking up a friend from the Billings airport. Anyways, he, he kind of goes off the grid for Friday and uh, no one can reach him. And, uh, you know, his wife files a missing persons and they're searching for him. And then uh, Saturday, uh, Billings PD, I'm pretty sure I think it's Billings PD. They obviously are looking for the van. They find the van. Uh, there's this unknown couple that are in the van and they get into kind of a, uh, wild goose chase. They crash the van into a house. They, they have, uh, the woman in custody and then the man, uh, got into a shootout and, and he died. Um, but sadly they found Denny Gresham's body in the van. Um, sounds like it was kind of a carjacking that went bad. Yeah. Um, sounds like this couple was kind of going on a kind of just a crime spree really. Um, yeah. but, um, we had run into Megan Friday night and, um, cause we were recording black mountain soccer. And at first I thought she was kind of joking, kind of like, Oh, he's missing, you know, like whatever, but yeah, it was kind of like from an hour or so. Yeah. And then yeah. it was kind of like, no, like I have not heard from him all day. And yeah. it's, you know, and that's, um, so anyways, thoughts and prayers to them. Uh, they are going to have a service tomorrow here in Sheridan, but, um, yeah. they, they do, I can say this cause they put it out there and they've had an article out. I think Sheridan media or Sheridan press did one. Um, they've got a GoFundMe. Um, you know, I think they had two boys. Um, so any way that you can help them out. Um, I know a lot of people have come to support of the service. So anyways, uh, just what a, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yep. I don't, we don't want to put any opinions on it. It's just a terrible situation and a terrible, terrible thing that happened. And, um, you know, um, anyways, thoughts and prayers to them and and to those two little boys. So, um, that hits just for anyone listening that, that hits home to us because Megan works in our office building. So we see her, you know, just across the hall. So, um, now on a good note, 
as Zach mentioned, we had um, kind of student ambassadors from the Provision Fund in. So May 2nd, um, so that's this Sunday coming up, um, from two to five at the high school, they are doing the first ever pre-prom cornhole classic. Um, this is just a, it's a, it's not even a fundraiser event for provision fund. It's, it's for high school students to get together before prom, you know, prom is next week. Yep. Um, this is a way for them, for kids to get together, uh, and just have a fun time. And, yeah. um, Zach, what are your thoughts? Cause, uh, we don't have enough mics, but you were in here and you listened to, um, Quentin Mangus, uh, Grace Harper, and then Risa Osborne, you know, yeah. what, what were some things you took away from that before we, uh, play the clip? No, I think it's really awesome just the experience that those three are getting in and planning and organizing events like this. And uh, there's a lot of business kind of sense that has to go in here, you know, and I think I'm all for kids learning those those mm -hmm. kind of skills and those values. Um, and uh, I think it's really cool. They're starting this new tradition. Hopefully it carries on. And uh, like Grace said, this is never happened before it wasn't there when I was in you know prom and I think it's a it's a fun safe way to include the entire school you know when you think prom you think juniors and seniors but yep. this is open to everybody freshmen up to through the upperclassmen um, it's a good safe way to get people involved in their school and to give them an opportunity to come and and cut loose and and look forward to to prom you know in the years to come it's a, it's a fun exciting thing for uh, for high school kids to be a part of so I think that's really cool. It's really ambitious of them and it's, I'm glad to see them pulling it off. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, uh, it's really cool. You know, when they, when provision fund let us know that they were thinking of this idea, but they're like, well, we're going to let the students, yep. you know, do it, you know, which is great, uh, great ownership, right? Let them have, have, you know, the say in what goes on and, and plan it and organize it. Yep. So, um, so let's, it's a short 20 minute clip. So Zach, we'll jump into, um, our little interview with the uh, provision fund interns ambassadors. Today, we've got the Provision Fund back in, but today we have their student stewards or ambassadors, and I'm going to go run through them real quick. We've got Quentin Mangus, Grace Harper, and Reese Osborne. You three, thanks for coming by, taking time out of your day. Um, I know skipping school is always kind of fun, but thanks for coming by. Yeah, so uh, we're just going to talk about the Provision Fund here a little bit this morning. Absolutely, and, man. Uh, basically, the first time I heard about the Provision Fund was a little less than a year ago. I started working working for Casey at the beginning of the summer. Mm -hmm. And then it was a little after that when he first kind of told me about the provision fund. And at first I was like, yeah, good luck getting 31,000 people. <laughs> Do you tell that to Casey's face? I did not. <laughs> um, but you know, since then I've kind of bought in more and, uh, like I can, I can, I can kind of see the vision now Sweet. Uh, and what we're trying to pursue and do as a team. And, uh, I think that, you know, it, it took me a little bit to buy into the provision fund, which is saying something because, um, we're trying to get other people to buy in too. And so how are they, how are we going to, you know, change their mind faster? Right. You know what I mean, um, but basically the provision fund is an effort to get 31,000 people to come together or Sharon County, get them all to come together and donate um, $100 per year, which is, you know, 31 cents a day. If you think about it, it seems like a it seems like a high price at the time, but in the long run, it's not too bad. And um, we talk about 
cost versus value a lot. And I believe that, you know, if what you're doing, the value in the end is going to be greater than the cost then it's always going to be worth it. And so this, that's kind of what I think of when I think of that hundred dollar donation, uh, towards the provision fund. But basically if we were able to get 31,000 people to come together and donate a hundred dollars every single year, we would have $3.1 million to give back to the community every single year. And 25% of that would go towards elderly services. 25% of it would go towards early education and 50% of it would go towards parks and recs. And those are all three, um, like big areas in Sheridan County right now that are struggling. Um, and right now we're just kind of looking at uncertain funding in the future. But if we had that kind of money, to give every single year, I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be worried about that ever again. Yeah. That was awesome. Reese just went right for it. Um, so you've, you've been around, so Casey pulled you in for almost a year and a half now. Is that right? Is that what you said? Um, I've known Casey. I met him initially through FCA, Mm -hmm. um, probably about junior year. I want to say, yeah, went to his massive house and I was sick. And so then I was like, this guy's cool. And and, um, then my dad uh, started working for him and I I was like, well, I need a summer job because lifeguarding is not really my thing. And uh, so he put me into contact with Casey and I got on the phone and I was like all nervous and everything. I was like, hey, can I have a job? Like I'll do an interview. He's like, nah, just show up. And I was like, oh, Okay. (laughs) And so that's kind of how Casey and I got started. And then I just worked one-on-one with him all summer and, uh, it was a lot of fun. And so I've kind of continued that through my internship, um, this summer, or I mean this school year. And, um, we've, we've gone through different stages and right now we're in this provision fund stage and it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Grace, how did you get involved in the provision fund? Well, uh, I'm the upcoming president for student body, like president for student council. Okay. And so Quentin and Reese reached out to me about seeing what student council can do to get more of like the student body, like high schoolers involved in the provision fund. And I think I introduced it to student council and everyone thought it was a really good idea. And we're taking like a big decorating and participation role in this upcoming cornhole tournament. Mm-hmm. We're bringing in more like carnival style games. We're taking over like the small gym or wherever we go if we're outside. So I'm just here for the student council voice part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Quentin, how about you? How did you get involved in the provision fund? Well, mine was very similar to Reese's. Uh, Reese invited me to come work with him one day for Casey. Um, Then that's how I met Casey. And then Casey kind of introduced that idea of provision fund last summer to a lot of us, like to our group of friends. And I mean, we never really built anything off of it until this year. I started interning the second semester and uh, Reese invited me to come intern with him because my plans for other internships didn't really work out. And I thought, yeah, why not? And um, after working for him for a couple months, we started doing provision fund stuff and it's been really fun. Awesome. What, uh, let's stay with Quentin. We'll go back through the list here. What, um, what was your first impression when Casey was kind of pitching it to you, this idea of provision fund? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good idea. I thought it was pretty out there though. Like honestly, when I first heard about it, like getting that many people to sign up and donate a hundred dollars a year, like every single person is just like, it's a big idea, but I mean, it's possible, Mm -hmm. but I thought it was kind of outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a scary thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about you, uh, Grace? 
I was kind of confused because I was like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> did he move here a couple years ago? Okay, he's trying to take over Sheridan. But then as soon as I got to know him more through like going to lunches and really understanding what he's trying to do, I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that Sheridan has the like capability of becoming like this beautiful, like big, like not big, but well-structured town that could improve the like life of a lot of people here. And I think like reset 31 cents a day, like that's so easy. Like you have change in your car, you have like all this stuff. So I feel like it's a really good idea and we just need to like really hammer it and build on it. Mm -hmm. What's, what's the benefit for the student council? You know, that's kind of your, how they got you roped in, Yeah. but what, what has been your pitch to the student council and the student body up at the high school so far? Uh, so they reached out to us about helping with the cornhole tournament Mm -hmm. and they basically wanted us to bring in some more games and like decorations. And because I feel if student council gets involved with it, it'll reach out to a lot more high school students, which is their main like demographic for this cornhole thing. And if high schoolers, they talk to their parents about it and then their parents are like, Oh, this is like actually good. And they, they have the income. So then they, they sign up for it. Yeah. Cause it's not only to the household, it's to individuals, individuals and everything. Yep. Yes. Um, Reese or no, let's say with grace. Cause she's on this good thread here. How do you, um, how would you recommend a high school student to talk to their parents about this? Uh, well, I know right now school next year for funds is kind of like uncertain. We've kind of had the pay to play bill up in the air. And I feel for people who are in lo- involved in a lot of activities such as myself, uh, it could be a lot of money to ask your parents to like give you to just be involved in school. And I feel like if our parents could be like, oh, $100 a year and uh, this big pool of money could help my kid like have a fun school year and not only my kid, but every other kid in the Sheridan County, I feel like most people would say yes to that. And not only that, but I know Kendrick Park and like all those things, big summer like activity centers, and we like to have them nice. And I know for my nanny jobs, I would always take the kids there and they would always be like packed full and there's always parents there. And so I feel like with the really aiming it at the parents, they're going to realize that, oh, this is better for my kids' future to improve Sheridan. So that's really what the provision fund is about. Wonderful. Reese, what did Casey have to do to convince you? So you're working for him. He's like sales pitching you for like a year. When did it click for you? Um, I would say it clicked for me when my dad told me, he was like, yeah, no, you're a patron. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, no, I signed you up. You're a patron. And I was like, oh, wow, thanks. And uh, so I'd say that's when I like started to buy in. I was like, well, I got to do my part. And and then, you know, after that, I kind of started getting more involved. But kind of going back to like, you know, what you were talking to Quentin about, about, you know, how it was just some outlandish, you know, big task. You know, to me, nothing worthwhile is ever easy. And this is definitely worthwhile. You know what I mean? And people have to understand that what they're giving to the provision fund will directly benefit them in the future. And so in today's world, people, you know, they they put themselves first as, as they should. And, um, you know, they would be putting themselves first by giving to the provision fund mm-hmm. because it, like I said, it's going to directly impact every single person in Sharon County. And 
So for example, you take a look at the Sharon High School and if you ask any high school in our school, they'll be like, yeah, we're the best at sports. Or, you know, um, uh, uh, are we the people team? Yes, we the people. Just won state and we just competed at nationals last weekend. Awesome. So like also on the academic stage, we're really top yeah. notch. Yeah. I mean, we've just always been at the top, like, and, and we know it too. Like our teachers know it, the students know it, the community knows it. Um, and so basically what I'm trying to get at is in Sheridan's eyes or in the student's eyes, you know, enough is never enough. And we're always pushing for, you know, greatness. Uh, I mean, you can, you can take something that's good and you can be satisfied for it with it, or you can better it every single day and make it great. And I think that that should be the goal of Sheridan. And obviously Sheridan is a great community that, you know, I mean, we, 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 we have a lot of love for each other, honestly, but when you hear about, um, you know, those three categories that I uh, mentioned earlier, you're like, you don't even realize that it's happening. And, um, so obviously there's areas where we can improve and, uh, why would we not do that? You know, we can make excuses and, you know, talk about politics and COVID and all these reasons why maybe funding isn't what it used to be. Um, but in my opinion, you know, we can't wait around as a community and do nothing. Um, or in other words, we can't be satisfied with good and we should push for greatness. And I think that the provision fund would bring greatness to Sharon County. Awesome. Well said. Um, going back to Quentin here. So the reason why we have all three of you here, one is you're all athletes and you're all ambassadors of the provision fund or interns, whatever the, whatever your titles are. Um, but let's talk about the pre-prom cornhole classic. Quentin, what are, what should students expect? Um, and maybe Grace can answer too, cause it sounds like they're helping with the decorating and kind of sending it up. But, um, how can people sign up? Who's allowed to come? Uh, and when is it? Uh, so we've been really pushing it. Like we've been handing out flyers. We've been putting it on our, on our social medias and on our social media things that we've been posting that if you click on it, there's a link. It either takes you to straight to it or it'll take you to the provision fund thing on Instagram where they have the link. And then on the link, it's super easy. You just like, there's another link you click and it's to sign up and you just fill it out. You have a partner. Like it's just a super simple process. Like anyone can do it easily. Um, it's this May 2nd, this upcoming Sunday. Um, why should, why should, outside provision fund, why should students come? And maybe Grace can answer this. Okay, so for the student council part, it's going to be two to five on Sunday. Okay. And for homecoming, we were going to do this carnival idea, but because of COVID, practically our entire student council got quarantined. So we had to shut that down. So the provision fund reached out to us saying like, hey, we know you have a bunch of these fun games that students are really interested in. Would you like to add this on to our cornhole tournament? So we said yes, because it's a really good idea. So maybe Maybe people who aren't really interested in the bracket play or they lose out, we're going to have a ton of like other opportunities for them. We have huge tic-tac-toe, big Jenga. We have like rope 
we have like sack races we have all these things and they're going to be all in the other like gym if we're inside we might be outside so it's just really fun and it's going to be like a pre-prom thing and we've never really had this at the high school and I think with after the year we've had like things are starting to like finally calm down we don't have to have mandatory masks so I feel like it's going to like bring a lot of people together and it'll be really fun it'll be our like first big school event since last year practically awesome that was kind of the goal too. So with the provision fund, we're, the whole goal is to bring Sharon County together and like do something bigger than itself, basically. Mm-hmm. And so Casey uh, introduced the idea of like starting that in the high school. And so me and Reese came up with this cornhole tournament idea, and we thought that would be a way to like maybe start a tradition, like a yearly thing, like where students can come together every year, have a fun time, just like kind of like relax and kick back, but have fun with each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Um, how many teams do you guys have signed up right now, and how many are you guys trying to get? We're looking to create a 64-man bracket. It's going to be like a big March Madness bracket. Love it. Um, and so 64 teams uh, means 128 people. And right now we have 28 teams signed up, and so we're – about halfway mm-hmm. um and so we should be able to make that full bracket um as for the people that can come to uh the tournament we're looking at just high schoolers 9 through 12 um and we really want to make sure like everybody is you know feels like they're invited like freshmen and seniors you know mm-hmm. what i mean and so we even have a couple of freshmen who've been posting it on their stories like trying to get people to come awesome um and then we're also going to try to spice it up by getting a few teachers to uh, get in there and there'll be teams and like we'll put them at like one and two and three and four seed and uh, that'll irritate a few students. So, um, that'll 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 get some competition up, up going. Competition, yeah. yeah. And so that should be a lot of fun. But then uh, we do have a hundred dollar prize at the end. We'll be handing out T-shirts to the Elite Eight, stuff like that. Um, we'll have food, ice cream, live music. It's going to be a lot of fun. So awesome. basically um, that is why. Uh, a, a kid would want to come and like if if you don't come like you're missing out and like I don't know what to tell you like, it just sucks to be you <laughs> why wouldn't you want to come yeah <laughs> can um do you guys have it set up where if someone doesn't have a teammate that they can join somebody yeah so um you do not have to sign up with the teammate uh you can just sign up by yourself and then we'll pair all the people that don't have teammates together awesome um and which is a good idea you know uh we actually you know kind of encourage people to sign up alone so that they can meet someone new mm-hmm. awesome um well do you have anything else um we've got two seniors graduating seniors so my question is going to be for you guys you guys hear this a lot because i know you both are in athletics and grace hopefully hears this throughout the high school but so you guys are kind of setting this up you know the inaugural one what is your guys's vision you know as when you guys are graduates for this event, you know, do you, do you guys see this continuing on and always being, you know, Quentin, you mentioned being a tradition. Is that something you guys hope for kind of the underclassmen to take on? Yeah. Um, so 
This is the first year that uh, I, I think this is the first year that Casey's ever had interns with him. And, you know, I've already had a few juniors being like, oh, I want to be Casey's intern. And so I think that that would be a pretty cool idea. You know, Casey would have one or two in, interns every single year. And every single year, the provision fund could kind of come in and, uh, you know, host this little um, cornhole tournament. And I think it would be a lot of fun. And, the, the the bigger the tradition it became, the more people that would come, you know. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anything to add there, Quinn? Oh, uh, no, I no. just, same thing. Yeah. How about you, Grace? Because then you'll be a junior, so you'll be a senior, you know. Is that something that you see the student council carrying on? Uh, yes. I think that if student council, because we already host so many other activities like homecoming and uh, a lot of like, kids participate and we get the word out around the school. And if we really hammer this as like a pre-prom thing, kids would love to do it because they're like, oh, prom, here's this pre-prom thing. Why wouldn't I go to the pre-prom if I'm going to the regular prom? Mm-hmm. And if student council partners with like provision provision fund and like Casey, I feel that we could improve a lot of the stuff that we can give to the students and it'll make it a lot more interactive and they realize that, oh, student council is not just this little group of people who care too much. It's actually these like people who want to improve the school and want to improve not only like the entire school, but the community too. Wonderful. Well, guys, I think last thing I'll do just for anybody that doesn't know you guys um, or like for you two, kind of like what your guys' future plans are, um, you know, let's go with Reese first. You know what? You guys are going to graduate. What are your guys' future plans? Um, do you guys see yourselves volunteering with Provision Fund later on or just kind of, you know, um, a little bit more about you guys and we'll just go. We'll start with Reese and go around. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what I want to do for a career when I get into college yet, but I do 100% know that I'm going to be going to wrestle in college somewhere. Mm. Um, and I've, I've got a lot of opportunities in front of me right now. I just haven't picked yet. And so, um, that'll come in good time. Um, and as far as, you know, coming back to Sharon, it really depends on where I go because, you know, if I'm going D1, I'm going to be given a lot of time to the sport of wrestling and I don't know how much I'll be back here. Um, but you know, if I don't, then I'll be back here during the summers and, uh, during Christmas and stuff like that. And, um, I'm confident when I say whenever I'm back in Sheridan, I'll be, you know, involved in the provision fund and, um, you know, trying to promote it more. Um, and I will always be a patron of the provision fund too, whether I live in Sheridan or not. Awesome. Grace, tell us a little about you. Uh, well, I'm a junior, so I have one more year here. Uh, and next year as president of student council, I feel like I could really, uh, take the provision fund idea and like make it a thing, like a partnership with the school. And I haven't started thinking about college. That's okay. That's fine. No. (laughs) So, and I think the idea of like keeping the provision fund in the school and continuing it for like for years, I feel like we could do that through student council. Yeah. Do you have plans this summer to maybe be an intern with provision fund or, um, you know, it looks like you've got a knee brace there. So you're yeah. probably going to be busy with some PT, but is that something that you can kind of see in this last year as you're still here in high school? Uh, 
uh, this summer I have a nanny job, so okay. I'm going to be... Hands full. Yeah, hands full okay. with two little boys. Oh, man. But next year, I do have an internship in my schedule, and I was actually thinking about interning for Casey, but I have some other ideas, but I think it would be really interesting to learn more, like, the business dynamic of this, and mm-hmm. I feel like it would be a good skill to carry on. Yeah, wonderful. All right, Quinn, your last one. Uh, all right, so um, I'm planning to go to Black Hills State University this next year, and uh, I'm going to play football. Uh, I leave there. I have to go there August 9th, but in the summer, these next couple months, I'm definitely planning on sticking with Provision Fund, helping out whenever yeah. I can. Awesome. Working for Casey if he wants me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I plan on majoring in biology there. I want to be a doctor of some sort. Don't know, really know what yet, but I need to complete my pre-med there. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, great, guys. Well, thank you guys for stopping by. Um, if you guys ever want to come back on for Provision Fund or whatever else, we've got a you know student body. You know, I know uh, Zach will be a junior high teacher, so uh, we're always open to let those groups come up here. And um, I think this is a really great thing you guys wanted to do. You know, we're going to be there. We're going to do kind of like a ESPN Ocho, you know, get some get some sports talk going, maybe get the smack talk going there, Reese, with the teachers. Yeah. Um, so go be wild. We'll be there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming by. And uh, hopefully the tournament goes off without a hitch. Yep. Thanks for having us. Thanks. All right. So that was uh, Reese Osborne, Quentin Mangus, and Grace Harper. Um, so again, Sunday, if you're a parent listening and you've got a high school kid, you know, send them down there. You know, they, um, they'll probably be able to find you a spot, you know, and, and just go down there and have fun, have a good time. Yeah. And uh, just, I don't know when we're going to release this, but April 30th is the day to register. So yep, it might be too late if you're listening yep, to this. But. Yep. But just go down there. If you miss it, just because the, they're going to have games and other right, stuff, you might other stuff. You yeah, might not exactly. be able to play cornhole, but um, yeah, no, good point. Um, all right. So, um, Zach, I do want to mention this because we mentioned this on our last one. So that video of uh, Coach Bowl and those players asking uh, Cowboy fans to, you know, be vaccinated uh, to games. Um, you know, now I'm not sure. I never really actually watched it. I just saw the video and kind of the title and in, in, in comments. And uh, it could have been for the spring game. Now that I think about it, Zach, because their spring game is not this weekend, but next weekend. So over Mother Day, Mother's Day. Oh, okay. So that, that could have been them saying be vaccinated to come to the spring game, which still doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, you um, would have so much less people there yeah, for that one. Um, and then I was telling somebody that's a member of the Cowboy Joe. So the Cowboy Joe is a big fundraising organization that helps pay for a lot of athletic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily like, um, their, their, um, their, uh, shoot, what's it called? Scholarship. Sorry. Yeah. Gosh, I was like, Man, <laughs> athletic scholarship. Yeah. But it pays for like, you know, facilities and, and other things like that. And, uh, they mentioned that, you know, they, first they hadn't seen the video and then I've been looking and it's not anywhere. So they probably put it down, mm-hmm. but that the cowboy Joe, uh, board, you know, and the, the members are meeting before the spring game, you know, which makes sense, you know, meet, and then you can go watch the spring game. If that is true, you know, if the athletic department or the school is saying, Nope, anybody outside the school has to be vaccinated to come to athletic events. You know, the message was the cowboy Joe ain't going to have that because that's, 
no, that's, that makes no sense. And as you and I talk that then you're, you should be forcing your students to get vaccinated then. Right. Which that's absurd, you know? Yep. And, and so we'll see how this plays out. I think maybe the school got backlash already and they're like, Oh, just kidding. You know? And it's like, are you guys dumb? Like yeah. you, you're a state's, you're a state school. You probably should listen into the people before yeah, you, you start should, making those types you of decisions. Understand the just general feeling of the state. Yep. So and, and look, you and I aren't necessarily against getting the vaccine. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. But we are. We are. Leave this to people to choose what they yes. want to do. Yes. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah. But so. Money talks. That's all I'm going to say. It's true. That's <laughs> Cowboy true. Joe can throw some weight around and be like, well, if that's your stance, then no funding for yep, you. They'll vote with their wallet. And yep. then the athletics department probably will push back on the school and be like, uh, yeah. Uh, do you know how much money we bring into you? <laughs> Anyways, um, statewide. Uh, so the governor, I think it was yesterday or two, or, um, Monday was in front of the, uh, natural resource committee in Congress. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, he needs to be teamed up with somebody like you've been saying, Zach, I don't like, they're not going to listen to the governor of Wyoming. Like what he needs to have a coalition of 10 to 12 States. Yeah. And, and start throwing weight around, but whatever. I mean, good for him. I mean, yeah, go, I mean, yeah. You know, it's, I don't know, at least Wyoming people can look and see he's fighting for Wyoming. Sure. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, like you said, with the administration that we have in place, they don't care. Yeah. Um, the state's got to band together and start, you know, it's, you got to play hardball and we're going to, in our give no ground, we'll, we'll talk about this more, but I mean, the, 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 and when I say this, the radical left, okay, not Democrats, I'm saying the radical left, the ones that control the media and control the narratives, they don't listen to facts. You know, Gordon in his email said, here's what I laid out. You know, even with a down year, we still made $450 million, you know, in, in state revenue off public land. They don't care. They don't care. And it's like, you know, look how much that could go to the, to you, the feds, you know, your take on, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. It's, it's facts and numbers and they don't care. Yep. So it's like, so what are in regards to, you know, yeah, that's great. You're going there and you're speaking. They don't care. Yeah. Now, if you had had 10 or 12 governors who all showed up and said, what you guys are doing is wrong and you're hurting Americans uh, and you're destroying killing jobs in in this region of the country, you would have had maybe more media presence, maybe some more light shown on it. Now, would the decision change? Probably not. Probably not. But again, we're going to have the the point right now is to get people realizing what is going on, what is really affecting Americans. Uh, The majority of Americans live in this part of the region to, you know, the the Midwest states. That's where the majority of people live. And the majority of people are impacted by these uh, these climate decisions that are being made. Um, Yeah, it's. You know, it's, we've been screaming from the rooftops, you know, again, it's, we can lay out the facts for you, but you know, the, um, I think what I'll say to our listeners is you got to share us out because I, I, you know, there's, you know, if you believe in what we're saying in regards to what, what, uh, we're talking about, you know, this overreach and this, this, just the, the extended power of the federal government and really state government sometimes like we need, the people need to start making it their priority. Um, really. So anyways, um, yeah, let's get into the climate change thing, Zach. So, um, we're on this give no ground segment. We are going to talk about (laughs) 
the Biden administration's uh, plans for climate change in regards to beef in the in in uh, agriculture, um, you know, in in livestock producing. So, yeah, Zach, run down to uh, their proposed. Um, what do they call it? Because I mean, they're literally forcing control of our lives and buying beef. Yeah. No. Um, so I was on. Okay. Back up a little bit. Earth Day was 420, I think, or 421. 422. 422. Was yeah. that last week? Yeah, last week. Yeah. Um, and uh, Biden and some world leaders had a, a climate conference over Zoom, whatever, and they were, Biden laid out his plan for, uh, you know, green, green, whatever. It's the climate crisis is what they're calling it because yeah. COVID is done. So now right. the next thing to scare you with is climate crisis. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I saw a screenshot an image uh that was on fox news so i mean take what you want from this part wouldn't you? but basically it said that the this new plan was to limit the amount of beef that you consume so to cut out 90 percent of uh beef in your diet mm-hmm. and so that would mean you know and i don't know if these are recommendations or what they're gonna excuse me what they're gonna do with this but that would be limiting yourself to four pounds of beef per year mm-hmm which would maybe be like one hamburger a month. Um, it w- it's just insane. It's insane. And so the reason Aaron and I are talking about it today is because we just talked about Governor Gordon going in front of the, the energy uh, folks. Um, and we all know that Biden's, you know, when you see green and it's from the federal government, especially this administration, it, it is cutting and reducing uh, the amount of natural gas and coal and oil that we, we use and consume and that we're manufacturing. Biden's plan by the end of this decade is to cut emissions in half, completely in half. And so that means looking in all sectors. I mean, you're going to see them going after coal and natural gas and oil Mm -hmm. a lot more than they have been. A lot of those uh, industries or people who are in those industries are going to be gone in the next couple of years. Right. But it also takes aim at these things like agriculture production and beef. Um, and so, again, that's why we're talking about it. They've already gone after uh, the minerals, and now they're going to go after the second biggest uh, uh, industry in our state. Yep. It's just, it's absurd. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't, I don't understand how we've gotten to a point where I want Joe Biden to tell me what I can eat. Yeah. Because that is literally what they're doing is I want the president to tell me what to consume. Yep. How did we get to this point? Um, you're already forcing me. You're already, you're already trying to force me what kind of car to drive. Yep. Um, you, you know, you're forcing our kids what to learn. Yep. Um, you yep. know, you're forcing us not to go to church. Right. Like, do we not see this slippery slope where all of a sudden it's like, well, they're telling us, to do everything. They're controlling our lives. Yeah. It it just, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I don't, and I I don't know how we explain this to people that think this is okay. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I'm just like, I guess you just don't get it. Like, I guess you just don't, I guess you like being told what to do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it, it just does not make sense. 
It doesn't make sense. And I'll be real honest with you. You said it's four burgers a, a year or four pounds a year. Four pounds a so year. So it'd be a burger a month. Well, I can tell you what, my burgers are definitely bigger than that. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I get a half pound burger. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, they need to reconsider their recommendations. Um, I probably ate four pounds last night in steaks that I got from Sackett's Market. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's it's crazy. And it's, it's restricting people's freedoms. I mean, that's what it is. Your it freedom is. to go. Look, the, the ideal that Thomas Jefferson set forth from the founding of this country was to be a landowner, to live off your land. So that means, you know, growing crops, uh, you know, raising livestock, everything that you would need to survive would be right there. Yep. Your own, you're not dependent on the government for anything. Yes. What you need, you can grow. Yes. That was the dream. That was the plan. And now we're at this point where it is almost the complete annihilation and destruction of that plan. Yep. It is taking all of that off the table. Now, again, look, I, this was a clip I saw, but. And it was, we'll, we'll, we'll disclaim again, it was from Fox news. So who knows, you know? Yeah. But I, you know, okay, look right here. This is, I have Biden's plan pulled up here from the white house leading the agriculture innovation mission for climate. Let's, let's just see what this says. I just found this. The United States will lead the creation of the agriculture innovation mission for climate, along with the United Arab Emirates and in coordination with several other partner countries. The goal of this initiative is to accelerate innovation and research and development in agriculture and food systems in order to spur low carbon growth and enhance food security. The initiative will be advanced at the UN Food Systems Summit in the September of 2021, launched at uh, COP26 in November 2021 through the UK's COP26 campaign for, for nature. All right, that doesn't really tell us much. But again, this is this whole like, oh, it sounds good, but there's no plan. Um, yeah. One thing you, you said, interestingly, was sustainability. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the UN's big thing is, is sustainability. I guarantee you, guess what? Globally, the consumption of food will go up and the consumption of energy will go up. Yep. Plain and simple. So guess what? All food is good. All energy is good. Right. Um, you know, they want to increase food, uh, security. What does that freaking mean? I guess just having ending, ending, uh, starvation. Basically. Oh, so then, or, yeah. again, all food is good food then. Right. Right. <laughs> all good is food, good food. And what you can grow, you can live on. Well, you want to feed your family for a good six months, a year, butcher a cow. Yeah. <laughs> like get a beef, man. Yeah, exactly. People, if the more people buy into these things and they start now, of course, you know, we're talking about Africa, but they have livestock in Africa. People, people raise livestock in Africa, you know, focus on getting those kinds of things started. Over yeah. There. Yep. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, as John Fremont said, free soil, free labor, free speech, free men, man. That's exactly. Yep. Let me do what I want with my land and I'll be fine. Leave me alone. You know, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's insane. I I don't know what else to say about it really. I mean, we've said, I don't know a lot. We got to drink our (laughs) wild rodeo whiskey. Just kidding. It's (laughs) 9am. But it's again, let's go back to this, this idea of, of states banding together. Yep. Montana, huge agriculture, cultural producer. Wyoming, huge agriculture. North Dakota, North Dakota. North Dakota, South Dakota. Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure in Idaho too. Yep. Um, you Maybe some Utah, right? Well, just ag, you know, yeah. throw ag in there because then, you know, right. those, those states grow a lot of uh, food. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this will impact California a little bit too. There are some ag 
uh, centric places in California. Yep. Um, and it's, it's insane. These places need to band together. There needs to be some sort of coming together, uh, on these issues on climate, on agriculture, on minerals and natural resources, uh, second amendment. I mean, there needs to be some sensible coming together and just sitting down and saying, okay, what, how can we stand up to the feds? Mm -hmm. How can we stand up to the federal government? Yep. Um, and again, you know, I don't know, maybe this is falling on deaf ears. You know, maybe, maybe this is not a realistic concept. Um, but I, I think something like it has to happen. Sure. I think so. I mean, I, um, I think it has to start from a grassroots effort though. I think, you know, um, like we said at the beginning, like we, you guys, you know, whoever's listening to this, you guys need to share and send it out. And, um, even if they're not in Wyoming or related to Wyoming, but we need to get people in other States to get grassroots effort of this, this, this dependence on the government, you know, it's, um, look how well that happened. You know, look how well that went for 2020. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, and I mean, let's just look at a couple other things. We talked about critical race theory last week. Yes. Idaho has passed a bill banning critical race theory from their schools. Yep. Um, you know, why can't Wyoming and Idaho do the same, you know, and there's some States where they take the language from those bills and put them into their own. That's fine. But there needs to be like a general consensus. We are all going to do this. Yep. Um, you know, we talked about with, uh, uh, Chief uh, Kultiska and Captain Ringley about Montana's Second Amendment kind of stance um, and how that's uh, that doesn't really work out the way we think. Um, but again, coming together and saying, okay, you know, this this isn't going to work that way, but we can shape something to the yep. way that it will be beneficial for all of us and we're still going to stand up for mm-hmm. liberties. Um, it, it needs to happen. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe the first step is, you know, all these these state bills, right? You know, let's let's get Wyoming to be sustainable by itself. And then that way, you know, Wyoming, you know, the governor Gordon does have more weight and say, look, well, I can, I don't need you. You know, our, the state of Wyoming does not need you, you know, um, now for our exporting for minerals and stuff, we do need to, you know, be able to ship it and all that good stuff. But guess what? All those other red states want it. So it's kind of like, right. you know, what you're talking about is we need to get some groups together and kind of be like, we can be sustainable on our, you know, we don't need the feds. We don't need the federal government. Um, you know, again, it's just grassroots effort, you know? And yep. so, but, uh, anyways, that's, that's what we got today, man. Nice and short. Yeah. Um, let's run through a couple of our advertisers real quick. Absolutely. Um, if you have listened all the way through this, <laughs> you're probably really interested in Wyoming. Hopefully you're trying to move here, come out here. Cause you probably uh, align with our, our values and our morals. Um, but if you're looking to move out here to Sheridan in particular, you need a good realtor. Um, and you need one that's able to find you the properties getting, uh, being brought up to sell. Uh, that's the problem right now is we don't have enough land or houses to sell. So you need an expert realtor. Give Jess Hattervig at ERA Carol Realty a call, 307-751-6924. Zach, I'll let you take a couple of the next ones yeah. here. You'll also need a good title uh, provider. So call Sheridan County Title. They offer better service for a better price. Um, ask for the best title service that has been serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478 or visit them uh, downtown South Main Street. And then the last one um, is Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. We haven't mentioned them yet, but if you have any needs, uh, printing needs for your business or brand, that could be, you know, vehicle wraps, signage on your building, um, business cards, flyers, um, 
maybe some help on a logo. They can do that design work yeah. too. And social on, media and work. social media work. Um, they can help you out with that. They're a full one-stop shop. Give them a call 307-674-6277. And then again, lastly, our partners from DYT Solutions, they can do custom digital marketing solutions as well for your company or brand. Um, go to their website, dytsolutionswy.com. I think I want to end out, Zach, with just last things. Thoughts and prayers again to the Gresham family. Yeah. Um, just, uh, y- you know, just anybody, if you're listening all the way through again, they've got a GoFundMe. You can reach out to Megan um, and their family, you know, for anything that you want to help them out with. Um, the community has been, from what I've seen, tremendous. I think people have already like given food, you know, given money. Um, but, um, anyway, so, um, definitely support them, um, come together as a community for that. And, um, you know, remember go be wild. I think that's kind of, um, you know, that's one of our missions, you know, is be kind. That's one of our things about Wyoming. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Anything else, Zach? Safe travels to Montana. Yeah. Thank you. Um, graduate. Yep. You'll be, a. Uh, Mr. Mr. Gale yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we come back. But um, yeah, thank you knuckleheads for listening and we'll catch y'all next time.